This is Joyce. Joyce is back with Quiet Talks on the Gospel. Today is July 6th, one day early for the podcast, and I am glad to be back after a brief break. The title is, I Want You, Matthew, Follow Me. Now on the blog, there's a picture of Jesus. Before I describe that, though, let me mention that we have a new attic fan, which is comes on automatically, so if you hear something in the background, I can't really fix that or take it away. The first picture shows the face of Jesus standing up with a steady gaze looking at Matthew, who becomes one of his disciples. Matthew isn't looking at him, but Jesus is going to say, follow me, and he is going to get up and follow him. What if you were sitting at a table, any table, and Jesus walked up to you, his steady gaze waiting until you turned your head back and looked into his eyes. What would you say? What could you say? This picture stunned me. The blog address is www.whatwouldajesusgirldo.com He was a tax collector. That meant he was employed by the Romans. Thus, he was hated by his own Jewish population. They thought of him as a kisling, one who cooperates with an enemy occupying force. I had to look that up. Didn't know what it meant. So his only friends were other tax collectors. Because of his occupation, he was even barred from worship. Now Matthew 9, 9-13 and Mark 2, 13-17 both say, And he got up and followed him. That's in the New American Standard. Luke 5 27, 28 states, And he, reading Matthew, left everything behind and got up and began to follow him. Dr. Alexander White, a great preacher of the 19th century, used to say the only thing Matthew took with him was his pen and ink. An early church historian called Papias wrote this, Matthew collected the sayings of Jesus in the Hebrew tongue. We are forever grateful to Matthew. We owe him the Sermon on the Mount and much of the teaching of Jesus. The next picture on the blog is another picture of Matthew at a table with money bags and coins and Jesus standing beside him 
And it's at the seaside where many scholars believed that this took place, that he would have his tax booth and table near the seaside. Underneath that picture, I wrote, Look closely at the three men right behind Jesus, plus the one standing back, holding a little piece of pottery, and notice the look on their faces. Possibly they are portraying the disciples of Jesus who are not happy campers about Jesus talking to a tax collector. And they will be even more unhappy as Matthew joins their group. To most Jewish men, perhaps all, Matthew was a traitor. Do you know anyone that you consider a traitor? Next, there's a picture of my books during the time that I was... uh, not podcasting. I tried to do something with my books. Um, I also prayed the short time that they were on hold, the podcast and the blog. What, Lord, do you want me to do next? So I wondered, do you ever have the opportunity to take time out and pray? Toward the end of last week, my interest was piqued in the Gospel of Matthew, but as I had been sorting through a whole closet full of books, I laid aside any that were about the Gospel of John, yet I kept being drawn toward Matthew. How do you discern what God wants you to do next? A devotional book that I call her in, the name is The Illustrative Words of Jesus for Women, and then I put uh, on Amazon, if you want to take a look at that, it's predominantly Matthew, the words of Jesus come from Matthew in that book. Then I saw a new workbook on Carrie Danker's site which is www.ordinarycarry, with a K, K-A-R-I dot com. And it was called Watching Jesus Through Matthew. So I can recommend that. It's a very interesting way to study Matthew, and it's a download to print out. Next, there's a picture of a book cover called The Master's Men by William Barclay. And it has the symbol for each of the 12 disciples. And Matthew's is three bags of coins, three purses of money. This is the icon assigned to Matthew to remember that he was a tax gatherer before Jesus called him. But you know what? I would much rather remember that he designed, arranged, wrote the Gospel of Matthew, which is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Now, 
I know, I know some scholars do not agree that it was Matthew who wrote it, and I am not a scholar. This is just my humble opinion, and it makes sense to me. How do you want to be remembered? Actually, the only way we actually really, really need to be remembered is by the Lord. Now, this gospel, after all, was written with Jewish people in mind. One of Matthew's goals was to show that all the prophecies in the Old Testament were fulfilled in Jesus. Here is a phrase that runs through it as many as 16 times, this phrase. All this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, and then it would give the quote. Now Matthew's first interest was in his brother and sister Jews, but he also gave the quote from Jesus to the church. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. He also wrote, what Jesus stated about his own second coming, the end of the world as we know it, and the judgment. Most of all, Matthew is teaching the gospel. He wrote with a system. You think he learned that as a tax collector? He longed the teachings of Jesus into sections which all had to do with the kingdom of God. He also wrote with an end toward memorization. There weren't any printing presses in that age. Books were handwritten. He also arranged things in threes and sevens to make it easy to memorize. The genealogy of Jesus is a good example of that. It shows that Jesus is the son of David. That's in quotation marks. Finally, Matthew stresses the truth of Jesus as king. Jesus is shown as royalty. Jesus was born to be king. Then the next picture on YouTube, there's an uh, overview of Matthew in two parts, and it's called The Bible Project. Now, I have only watched part one, and I was really impressed. Matthew organized everything into an amazing tapestry of themes. Between the introduction and the conclusion, there are five books, that's in quotation marks. Each one concludes with a long block of the teachings of Jesus. Now, the next time... We'll look into the genealogy of Jesus. And before you say, oh no, that's boring. Well, this one has women and it won't be boring. The song um, from YouTube is by Catherine Scott. And it is, I have decided to follow Jesus. Lord bless you for listening. Thank you. And I have to say it.
mind how you go. You know why? Because the Lord God minds how you go, and He minds how I go. Until next time, Lord bless you, love and prayers. Bye.